Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Why don't you stand unto the presence of the Lord and give this morning? Then I want to see a cheerful faces. Why don't you give the Lord a smile? Smile to the Lord and then turn to somebody and give that person a smile. For the smiling is epidemic. It's so infectious. And I want you to give somebody a nice smile. Let your whole 36 teeth be showing as you are smiling. Glory be to God. Mandolebe, Robro, The Bible said that laughter is a medicine and it says so it's soothing the body. Laughter soothes your souls. Marobe Shele Cabranda. Then I want you to lift up your hands. Begin to pray to the Lord. Ask God for his presence. Ask God for his presence. Ask the Lord to speak to you this morning. Ask God to give you the ears to hear his voice. Not my voice, but the voice of the Lord this morning. Pray that God will give you the heart to receive what is coming. That you will not receive from me personally, but you will receive from the Holy Spirit. As you have come into the presence of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, Marobre, Randole Bazante Beshika Brondo, Kade Bozama Santalaba Shilibro Santiki Bianda, Radobili Basatole Masakabayanda Labo Zandelebre, Gia Sakabanda, Maro Bazandelebre, Sheka Branda Lacabo. Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit. I thank you for this morning, oh God. Thank you for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you are about to do in our midst this morning, oh God. I thank you for your presence that is here, your spirit that dwelleth in us, oh God, your spirit that has come with us this morning. Father God Almighty, we have come to receive from you, oh God, but we pray that Holy Spirit, this morning, you will help us not to live this place the same. But let there be a transformation. Let there be a change. Let there be a renewing of the mind, O oh God, and the transformation of a heart, O oh God. Lord, I pray that your strength, your spirit that is here will strengthen us that we will not live this place the same. Holy Spirit, have your own way. Hallowed be thy name. I say, Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Come and make my heart your home. Come and be everything I ever thought I know. Oh, I know. Search me through it, through, oh God. 
protects me through and through till my heart becomes a home for you. 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 Up your hands and worship him. Everything I do, open up the door for you to come through. And my heart will be a place where you I want to see everybody's hands this morning. Worship the Lord out of your heart. The Bible said that they that worship him. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. If you really mean what you are singing this morning, surround yourself. Lift up your hands onto him and make this your prayer this morning. Oh, somebody. Home for you. Home for you. Want your heart to be the home where the Lord can dwell in. Home for you. Everything I do, open up the door for you to come through. And my heart will be a place where you wanna be. Come and be my heart, Jesus. Oh yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. Father, this morning, oh Lord. Yes, somebody, lift up your hands. Worship Him. So my heart become Hallelujah. Father, this morning we ask you that, Lord, you come and you dwell in us. Jesus, make our heart a place where you can dwell it, a home where you can live, Lord. A comfort home, Holy Spirit. Let our heart, oh God, be open unto you that you can come and dwell it. Thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody say amen. amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. I believe if you are here this morning, it's a sign that you are blessed. And the Lord loves you. Hallelujah. I heard only one amen from the front. I didn't hear amen from the back. Or is it because you are far from me? I want to hear a louder amen again. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. There is joy in the house of the Lord. I just want to challenge you that whatever you are going through, irrespective of the state of that situation, how magnitude the, your situation is, I want you to know that this situation is not difficult for God. 
if you are here, God is going to change that situation in his own way to make you more comfortable. Hallelujah. God is about to change your state right now. If you are here and you can only hear his voice, he's here to change the impossible things in your life to become possible. God is about to change the sickness that is bothering you. God is about to heal you right now. He's about to restore what the enemy has stolen from you right now. He's about to change the condition that you are in right now, that you are not comfortable. Hallelujah. He's about to change the plans that the enemy has for you. If only you can believe for his word as the spirit of the Lord. And that spirit comes to change us, to transform us. Anytime you hear the word of God, depending how you receive him, that is how something will happen to you. There were many people with Jesus Christ, but Jesus felt the touch of one person. Because of the faith of that person, the only thing that made difference among the thousands of people who were following Jesus is the faith that woman had to touch his, his hand. That was what made difference. So the difference that will happen in this place is your faith. I said it's your faith. It's not that the word of God that we are preaching is not powerful in your life. It is. But your faith is what will determine how you will be. True or false? Glory be to God. I bring you greetings from our father, Reverend Kwame. Um, as usual, I always say, if you see me standing here holding microphone ministering to you, I am under the assignment. And Reverend is not here. And if Reverend is not here, it doesn't mean that Reverend is at home. Relaxing because he's taking off from today. No, not at all. As a man of some is. In Hebrews 10, 25, Bible says that not forsaking the assembling of the brethren as the man of some is. No, it's not, that's, that's not the reason why Reverend is not here. Reverend oversees many churches. And he left the state of New Jersey Friday early morning four o'clock whilst we were on the prayer line and has gone to be in Boston having meetings upon meetings, several meetings, shepherd meetings, pastors meetings of all the churches that he oversees in that diaspora area, the, the diocese over there. And I spoke to him this morning and he told me how much he mixed his church and how much he mixed you. You are the church. It's a good place to put your hands together. You know, and as much as a father can be away from his children and mix them, I will also expect you also to mix him. Hallelujah. I like that. <laughs> church, let's take the voice of the father from this house seriously and let's really listen to it all the time. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I've started my message so if you are doing anything else with your phone, please, I want every phone, everyone's phone to be aside 
I want you to respect the presence of the Lord at this moment. Can Ofori and all the young girls, Cindy, um, can you please, guys, move to this side for me, please? I want only this, the pews in this middle to be filled. Let's avoid the outer pews. Thank you very much. And can everybody outside also, I, please do me a big favor if you have come to church. This inside is where the church is. Any event outside ceased right now. Anything else outside this auditorium ceased. Please, everybody, I am expecting all of you to come inside. Please. I beseech you by the mercies of God, with all respect. Thank you very much, and God bless you. As I was saying, let's take the voice of our Father seriously, and let's listen to the voice. There is power behind his voice. The teaching that he's giving to us, it may not be the voice that you like to hear, but take the words. He may not sound the way you want him to sound to you, but take the words. Try to catch what you can understand and apply to your life. And I challenge you, the Spirit of the Lord, who make it an intercession for us, will help you so much through that voice. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you very much. This morning, I just want to share something with you very briefly. Very briefly. And if you do not have something that is more important than hearing the word of God, wait till you also hear from the second service because I believe God is going to change our hearts and he's going to do something very great in our life. Luke chapter 13 verse um, verse 6. I want to share with you about a message or a book written by our bishop entitled, Can't You Do Just a Little Bit More? Can't You Do Just a Little Bit More? It's one of the new books that has just came out. How many of you have ordered the audio Macarius. How many of you? Hannah, you order it? <laughs> You'd order the book? <laughs> okay. Order it for me too. I, I, need, I need one. The Macarius. Please, it's, it's, it's to help you. Some of us who don't like to read by having the book, that is another way to like to hear. This one is not, you are not reading, but you are hearing. Hallelujah. And it's good for you to read also because the Bible wants us to study to show ourselves approved. But if you don't have much time to always read in, it's good for you to have the, the audio part. Hallelujah. And if you, order, if you order those books, this book will be one of them. Can't you do just a little bit more? It's a very small book. You can finish it in a day, less than a day. Some of you who are really articulate of reading. You, you will be able to do so. But I want, you to, I want you to understand something here. What possible happened? When we cannot do just a little bit more. 
The Bible says in the Luke chapter 13 verse 6 that this is Jesus speaking. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruits thereon and found none. Verse 7. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruits on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answered and said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dunk it. And if it bear fruit, well, if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. This is the word of God. I said, this is the word of God. Glory be to God. Go back to verse 6, my scripture, please. Jesus is talking to us today that he spake also parable, a certain man had digged a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Three years you have been here. Or more than three years you have been here. Two years you have been here. And Jesus is saying that a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. You have been here for years. And the dresser of this house, who have seen you in this house, came to see how much since you've been here, the fruit that you have bare in this place, how much. Then the dresser or the father in the house came and found none, no fruit from you. And if a fruit cannot be found from you, what happened? Verse 7. And then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years, three years you have been in this church. Three years you have been fellowshipping with us. And many of us had fellowship here more than three years. Three or four. <laughs> I come seeking fruit on this fig tree. God said he come seeking fruit from you. All of us has been planted on this earth for us to bear fruit. When Jesus come, he only come to see the fruit that you are bearing. Jesus does not come to seek money from you. Some of us who always, our mind is on money. Our mind is on money, money, money. That is not. When you come to church, you are not coming to church just to seek money from the church. There is a reason why God has saved your soul. And the soul that God has so is precious to him. That being said, God wants you also, as you have been planted, as that fig tree was planted in a vineyard. You have been planted in this vineyard, young man, so that you will bear fruit. Now, if you are not bearing fruit, 
what will happen. These three years, I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none, completely nothing in you. You just come and you go. You just come and you go. Cut it down. Church, he will cut you down. If the Lord has called you to his vineyard and you cannot bear fruit, that tree will be cut down. The message that I'm preaching to you is, can't you do just a little bit? Why cumbereth the ground? Why do you occupy the seat and just warm up the seat? You just come and warm the seat and you go. Then you wait for another Sunday to come. All that you come, you hear, you go. And some of us, when we leave, we don't even go and read back what has been said unto us. Have you wondered why you are not bearing fruits? If you sow a seed and you do not water that seed, you don't put water and prune it around, it cannot grow well and bear fruit in your life. If you come to church every day and you hear the word and you don't write the scriptures and go back and make references, it will not bear fruit in your life. The word of God is wisdom to you. It's a compass to our life that will live both outside the church and inside the church. The only map that you have to do well in your life is the word of God. Now, once it's spoken here, it's for you also to go and literally take the Bible and do a research and read to make sure what you are hearing is indeed is written in the book. Now, the question is, you have to ask yourself, how can this, these ways affect me? And what am I supposed to do with these ways? Everyone here will be accountable to what you are hearing. Anytime you hear the word of God, God will give you. You will be accountable for the word that you are hearing. If you don't take it to use, if you don't practice the word of God. Some of us have become resentment of the word of God. We hear and it's nothing to us. You just sit there and you live and nothing. It doesn't do nothing to you. Archbishop was preaching and he was preaching and he was preaching. Then he says, I'm not afraid your face, how mad you are with me. I'm just preaching the truth. What you should worry about is what you are hearing. You can take it and walk with it. And it will help you. Not me. It will help you. Is somebody hearing me? I said, hallelujah. Amen. Verse 8. And he answered and said to him, Lord, let alone this year. God is giving you another chance. Somebody say, God is giving me another chance. Say, God is giving me another chance. God is giving you one more year to turn your life around. All the three years you have been here that you could not bear fruit. He said he's not going to cut you down because the father in the house, the pastor in the house, the dresser who was taking care of the vineyard asked the Holy Spirit to please give me one more year and I will prove you. Give me one more year and I will prove you that as you have saved my soul, I can also cause someone's life to be saved. 
The next time you come, you will get a mango to take from this mango tree. You will not come and see a dead tree here, but you will come and see fruits. And you will be able to take any fruit that you want. May that be said over your life in Jesus' name. May your life turn around a year by this time. I will see you being prosperous in the name of Jesus. I will see you becoming fruitful in the name of Jesus. I will see you being multiplied in the mighty name of Jesus. Verse 9. And if it bear fruit, well... And if not, then after that, that shall cut it down. So this morning, you are making a promise between you and God and say, Lord, please give me another year. Somebody say, Lord, please give me another year. Please give me another year. This is a confession you are making in the house of God. So you know where you are, if indeed you are bearing fruit or not. And I believe God has heard your voice. Put your hands together for the Lord. How many minutes do I have? 16, not 15, 16. <laughs> I'm talking about can't you do just a little bit more? And there are many, there are many who did a lot in Bible, but yesterday God demanded them to do just a little. The Lord asks individual. He also asks the entire church. So I'm going to share with you briefly few individuals in the Bible and also the church of Manhattan Kodesh family. What God is expected from us. Can't we do just a little bit more? Somebody say, can't I do just a little bit more? Hallelujah. I say somebody say that to himself or herself. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14 to 20. King James Version. Who is going to read for us, Michelle? You don't have a microphone. Now, Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him. Everybody say Joash. Everybody say Joash. The king of Israel came down unto him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horseman thereof. Many of us cannot call people my father, my father. And the reason why somebody is calling Elisha my father, my father, is because Elisha called Elijah my father. If you cannot call somebody your father or your mother, nobody else will also call you my father or my mother. You know, I, it, it sounds very weird, you know, when you look at your age and somebody older than you calling you daddy. It's like you are too old. When I went to Bridgeport, by the grace of God, when we started a church, you have grown-ups, many people came to church, and sometimes you call them on the phone or they see you and they say, hey, daddy, then you're like, 
<laughs> the person who is calling you daddy is like older than you. Then you look at yourself and then you, you don't want to say, please don't call me daddy, I'm not that old. <laughs> but it's a spiritual thing. It is a spiritual thing. You have to be a spiritual person to call someone younger than you your father. Other than that, you will even belittle that spirit that God has given to you. Because you will see him as just an ordinary man standing before you. But people who call others daddy is because of what they have seen in that person. Some of the counsel a young man can give to you, your older father may not be able to give you that counsel. If you can attest to it. In your marriage, some of the counsels that your pastors are giving to you, your parents who gave birth to you has never sat down with you to counsel you and give you such wisdom. As a matter of fact, they give you wrong advice. This marriage, you are going in, be wise. Make sure. Don't look at this woman as she is. Look how she dresses. If you don't save, she will empty you. So certain things must be hidden from her. This marriage you are going in, men, they are not pillows. So don't go and put your head on this man thinking that it will be well with you. As you are with him, he have another woman. Meanwhile, it's not true. That is the counsels that we get from our parents. But when you come to church, a young man who is far younger than your parents is sitting there and telling you that marriage is two people. They cleave to be one. Everything must be nakedness, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. Everything must be nakedness to one another. For there is no such like your husband is seeing another woman or your wife is seeing another man or your, your wife have bad motive of stripping from you. So you must hide something. We don't cancel that. We bring people together. However, some parents pull people apart, which is contrary to the word of God. So if you do not call somebody your father or your mother, nobody will also call you. Uh, Pastor, I have children. They call me mommy. They call me daddy. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the spiritual things here. You have to let your mind be on the things of God for you to understand where I'm coming from. So that we can relate with one another. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So Joash called Elisha, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel. As a matter of fact, he started giving him strong names. The chariot of Israel, the horseman thereof, verse 14, verse 15. And Elisha said unto him, take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said unto the king of Israel, put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. He said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Africa. Till thou have consumed them. This is the instructions that Elisha is giving to Joash. Now let's go. Then he said, take the arrows. No, verse 9. Verse 8, 19, please. 
And the man of God was wrath with him and said, Thou shouldest have smitten, oh, go back, please. I think I mixed 18. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them and he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed there. The father, whom the, the, the prophet, whom this king called him a father, instructed him to strike. He didn't tell him how many times he should strike. He just told him, strike. And Joash struck how many times? Three times. Now hear this. And the man of God was wrath with him. He was very angry with him. Extremely angry. The word wrath is extremely. Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. At least you could have done more. Can't you do just a little bit more? You've come to church, all right. You pay tithes. You give offerings. But can't you do just a little bit more by taking your offerings and your givings into prayer when we said we are praying? When we said we are meeting for a retreat? Can't you do just a little bit more and sacrifice everything and come? Joash, strike three times. Then hadest thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Thrice. The king could have strike several times until the whole Syria is what? Consumed. But he only did three, and it was, he was expecting Syria to be consumed. Three is not enough. You only come to church and warm the seat and you leave, and you are expecting God to bless you. You only come to church and you give your tithe because he said that you have to give your tithe, and you are expecting God. Church, God is not about money. God is about you. God is looking for you. The other thing that God asks us to do is just a command that has been given to us for us. God wants to see where our heart is. But the more, the one step that you would take upon yourself and say that, you know what? I come to church. I give my tithe. Yes, I pay. I give offerings. Yes, but who do you call to see during the week? How they are doing. You don't see somebody in the church. One phone call to that person can change that person's life. That phone call, you have no idea. I am telling you. That phone call can make a difference. You come to church. You have nothing to do because you feel like, oh, I'm tired. So you come, then you hear the praise of worship, then you leave. Or you are tired. Instead of you coming to start from the beginning, you wait. Then you look at the time when the preaching starts. Then you come for the preaching, the message. But you have forgotten that when you worship the Lord, you move the heart of God towards you. Can't you do just a little bit more? I don't think you are enjoying my message because I don't hear anybody responding, amen. Are you enjoying the message? God is talking to you. That was Joash. How God wants him to live. Hallelujah. God wanted him to do just a little bit more. Again, there are so many people, but time will not help me. But I want to talk about one guy 
who Jesus Christ, he could have also said that, you know what? Everybody have done this, so I don't need to do anything else. Somebody say anything else. I want to talk about John, the beloved son. My message is, can't you do just a little bit more? The book, the gospel of Jesus Christ was written by Matthew. Matthew, Mark, and Mark. Look, and John could have said that, you know what? Everything that they have written is enough. So I will not come and say anything. If John would have not written the book of John, the gospel according to St. John, you will not see that Jesus is the light. Jesus is the door. You will not see that. Hallelujah. And the revelation. He could have said that everything that is written is enough. And he was following Jesus. He was one of the disciples. He could have said that it is okay for me to follow Jesus and support. Matthew, Mark, Luke have written enough. What else am I going to write that people will believe? But the Bible said that Luke also came and wrote. So it is Luke. Luke could have also said that, you know what? Matthew and Mark have written enough. But then, can you imagine? You will not know the story of the prodigal son. You know how much that prodigal son's message has affected people's life? If Luke, as a doctor, he could have said that I'm a doctor. I do a lot. I follow Jesus. I, I give people medication. I pray for them to, to be healed. So what's the point? For me to go and write the book of Luke to talk about the prodigal son, it may not have happened. Church, God wants you to do just a little bit more. You drive all the way from Pennsylvania every day. We know it's a very long distance. It's far to the point sometimes when you are driving, your car goes zigzag. It's, you're, you're going the other side. But God has kept you through it all. Nothing has happened to you. God still wants you to do just a little bit more. That is individual. Now the church, what does God want us to do as a whole? Let's see what God wants us to do. I told you I will make my message brief so that we will be out of here. I'm just reading from Bishop's book. Revelation chapter 2, verse 12. I will finish on time, but if you have nothing to do, I have a message for you. Please wait behind. Revelation chapter 12. And to the angel of the church in Pegamos. So, we are going to take the word Pegamos out. Then we are going to put Manhattan Kodesh Family Church. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And to the angel of the church in Manhattan Kodesh Family writes, Jesus Christ is writing this to us. These things said he which had the sharp sword with two edges. His word is coming unto you. His word is coming unto me. His word is coming to all of us. Verse 13, please. I know thy works, where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. Church, 
Sodom and Gomorrah is next door to you. When you go outside, you are about to enter Sodom and Gomorrah. We are in the city of Manhattan where we see all sorts of things. We see strange things. We see people walking, painted them, their body and, and their breast is out, but it's painted American flag. We see them when you go to Times Square, you don't know whether they are wearing clothes or not. They've been painted and standing there, real human beings, true or false. How many of you have seen that? You see, even all the children have seen it. The things that our children are not supposed to see, they have seen. Even we have girls that they are like cowboys. There's a guy wearing something foolishness. Sodom and Gomorrah, which is not far from us. God said, that is where Satan dwelleth. Church, I want to challenge you. This city is where Satan dwelleth. God said, in the city of Pergamos, where Satan's seat is, where women are sleeping with women, and men are sleeping with men. Last Friday, I had a privilege. I tried to listen to the news 11 p.m. every night. Every night. To know what is going on. And there's nothing good coming from the news. All that I'm hearing, stealing, ripping off, uh, 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 foolish things. A, a beautiful, uh, let me use the word, a handsome boy. Very 12-year-old handsome. So handsome. And I saw something. When I saw this picture, I, I, I thought it was a girl, a 12-year-old girl like my daughter Hannah, who is 11 years old. That's how I compare. Now, I saw this girl. Then the news flash. Wait till you hear this. The world is happy for this young girl. It's not a girl. A young boy whose parents believe that he is supposed to be a, I mean, a young boy whose parents believe that he is supposed to be a girl. I mean, God has given birth to you where the, the, the identification of that child written on his birth certificate states that it's he. But you as a man, you want to change the mind of God because you are wiser than God. Instead of you doing just a little bit more, you are doing just more than a little bit. Now, you are wiser than God. So, this young girl has been transformed. The first young transcender. A boy to a girl. I mean, when I was, I was eating, usually I am eating, that's the only time I can watch TV. And as I was Listening to it, I lost my appetite. So I began to speak in tongues whilst I'm eating. Look, church, none of our children are exempt to become like that. That's why I'm preaching this for the church. Let's come together as a family. And when we said we are praying, Let's all come on the prayer line. Everybody here, you are not exempt to join the prayer line at 4 o'clock. In fact, if you want the best for your child, 
you will take what I'm saying seriously. The world have more influences over our children than your voice. Your voice just play a little bit. Your voice, it just, your child have heard your voice so many times to the point that he doesn't even hear you anymore. In fact, he tunes you out when you are talking. The media, the, the chats, the Snapchats, the things they look at, Instagrams, these things. You want to know? You want to know your child? Check the phone yourself. You will see something you, a mother or a father, have never seen it before. You will hear, you will, you will hear, or you will see a written that your son, your son, your son, or your, your daughter is testing somebody, things that she is doing, believing, you believe that you have a precious son, you have a precious daughter, then you judge others out there. When you see the news, you think, this is what is going out there, but it's in your home. Right in your face, but because you have been so ignorant, you, because you are far from the word of God. Because you, are, you have ex excluded yourself from the Holy Spirit. You don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And you think it's others, but it's you. Until you come together as a family. Until we come and we pray together and we intercede. And we intercede. Bible said that iron sharpened iron. We both have to come and, and counsel each other through prayers and through counsel and through the word of God. Our children will stand. I know thy words. I know you come to church, you pay tithe. <laughs> My God. Church, your tithe does not change the thought of your child. It doesn't. Look. You may have sponge and you may have soap until you take the sponge and the soap and take a shower and watch your butt and your angles, you stink. It's there. Being there does not mean that you will smell nice. You have to use it. Church, let's come together as a family and let's pray together. Let's come together. Let's connect. The world is trying to connect. The gays are trying to connect. They, they, they are trying to connect with others. You must get connected to the spiritual people so that it will affect your home. You cannot do it alone. I cannot do it alone. Why do you think that I'm always on the prayer? Monday, Monday we don't pray. Tuesday through Friday, I'm always. I never miss. If I miss, it's for a reason. But through it all, every... Even though Reverend has given us Tuesday and Wednesday for the church, then Fridays for the, all the shepherds. But I don't see. I don't see Thursday and Friday for the shepherds, but I don't see anybody, few, the same people. Look, do you really see what is happening to you? Oh, are you so blinded? Have you allowed the 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 to blind you so much that you don't even see? Neither can you tell what is about to happen to you. The world is about to go to its end. And that end, you will suffer before. Don't wait till that happen. Before you said, had I known. Which is always at last. Please. Let us. I'm preaching to the church. Go back, verse 12. Let's personalize this. And to the angel of the church in Manhattan, 
Kodesh family, to the angel of the church in Manhattan, written, These things saith he which had the sharp sword with two edges. He's talking about the word of God that is coming to us. God is speaking to us this morning. Each one here can do just a little bit. Togetherness as church, we can also do a little bit more by taking our prayers to another level. Verse 14. Oh, here. Here, here, go back. I know thy works. The things that you do, God knows. You have traveled afar. You have come to church. Even where Satan's seat is. Yes, Manhattan, you know Satan is here, but you have come. You know the devil is here, but you have come to challenge him. But there's more. Is that is thou holdest fast my name and has not denied my faith? If we have not denied the faith of the Lord, and even those days where Atipas was my faithful mentor, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. We've seen many people being killed by the devil in these places. We've seen Christians being, being persecuted. We've seen a lot. We've heard a lot. But I have few things against thee because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. Because Balaam is demon who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. Are you hearing me? To eating sacrifice unto idols and to commit fornication. And to commit, and is what you are hearing, haven't you seen them in Manhattan? Is it different? Where Satan dwelleth. Well, it's all the boroughs, but there are so many churches in every city. But I'm talking about the city where we are. I'm talking about the city where we are. Let's come together. Verse 15. So has thou also then that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Bible says that every sin has its forgiveness, but forgiveness to our body. We sin against the Holy Spirit. And the Lord said that that is an abomination. Please, I beseech you by the mercies of God. Let's come together and do just a little bit more for the Lord. Whatever you do, decide to do something else. Add it to what you do always. Just one bit more. You are a treasure. Treasure is not, if we don't give offering, then you have nothing to count. And now we are doing tests to give. They are more come, you will not have a job. What else are you going to do? Take your work to another level. Add one more, a little bit more to it. And the Lord will bless the church. Prayer is 4 a.m. Please sacrifice all your sleep. You've slept for a long time. What have you gained? As a matter of fact, it's even making you gain weight. Don't you see? Try. It will be your exercise. You are in the room pacing. You will be surprised by the time you feel your sweat, you've lost five pounds already. You don't have to go to gym to pay that. Prayer will help you. You will save money from that. Stand onto your feet and let's thank the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. How many of you are happy about the word of God today?
How many of you are going to do just a little bit more? How many of you are going to do just a little bit more? Oh, I see all the hands. I see everybody doing just a little bit more. In the name of Jesus. Give my song. Come and make my heart your home. Come and be everything I ever told. I know. Search me through and through. My heart becomes a for you. Come and be my heart. Please lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Come and be everything. personal savior maybe you've been coming to church you've heard the word of God alright you've heard all the message you have heard that Jesus Christ came and died for you but you have never responded to an utter call you don't know him as your personal savior church and life without Christ is a losing game I give you this privilege this opportunity to give your life to Christ today if you have not done that before Lift up your hands wherever you are and I will say the prayer with you. 
I will pray with you. Oh yes, Lord. Lord Jesus. Father, thank you for everyone that is here this morning who have heard under my voice, Lord. Let their heart be transformed. Let their hearts be transformed. And let their mind be renewed today. Lord, cause them to do just a little bit more unto what you have assigned to them. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord, please. Please, let's take our tight. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.